<laughs> what's good what's good Hi. welcome welcome hey cody i see you Ooh, quick someone must have a notification turned on <laughs> so if you have it light it we're just gonna sit here and bullshit for a minute while everybody kind of gets in here while everyone joins us while everyone joins us in the um, closet at 4 20 p.m Four twenty p.m. We're here. We're on time. We, we made it. it on time. Exactly. No now we just gotta wait for the rest of the stoners to show up. Um, I was telling you earlier that I think I got played by Reese the other day. Um, Reese, the brand of chocolates and such. How big is it? Okay, so tell first tell the deal. All, what did you get? First of all, I got. Um, a pack, a king size pack of footballs because I'm an asshole. I just dumped my ash into my fucking grind. No, that's bad. Um, so I bought footballs the other day, Reese footballs, because I thought, cool, a new shape. But really, y'all don't fall for it. It's just what it's, is this? it's repurposed. It's what's up next? It's repurposed eggs, y'all, is what the footballs are. They're not real footballs. They lie to you. They don't have lines on it, nothing. doesn't look like a football shape. Nothing. It's, it's got like a little point at the top and then it's flat at the bottom. Like this egg. This from Easter. It's from Easter. You use the same mold. For real. So I also, they had these little, um, these the reject. They're the reject eggs. And they were like, we could just sell them as footballs. So these right here were sold in a four pack for a dollar. So I got, and they were 10 for $10. So I got 40 of these little tiny things for $10. I think I got ripped off. Huh? You have to unwrap it. I, the size of, so it's like a mini, is it the size of a mini Kit Kat? Mm -hmm. It's like the little Halloween, what you throw in a child's bag. I'm not a child. But that is I did. Not a football. But I, there are four of these in each pack, so it looks like um, mm -mm. like the shape of a. This is a pumpkin. Foot. The footballs were king size. I ate them already. Oh, that's a pumpkin. That does not look like a pumpkin either. So if you had to, <laughs> hey Margo, what's up, Margo? If you had to like look at that shape, it looks like a piece of poop. Sorry, well, I mean I'm sure it's delicious because it's Reese's, but it don't taste like a piece of poop. Hey y'all. <clears throat> Check it out. Follow us on all of our on all of our TikToks. You ready? Oh, all y'all already do probably, but for anybody listening <laughs> after, follow us on all of our TikToks. That's a uh, TCCP for the show, Canna Queen DGO for the me, and uh, High Council four twenty for the me, and a lot of other amazing creators as well. I'll so, banner for that. Yeah. yeah. So check us out. I think our merch will be back up soon, too, hopefully. We're just uh, making some adjustments. So, we shall see. Um, we're going to be talking about CHS today, but we're going to dig into some other stuff first and kind of BS around and let everybody get settled and everybody get in here. What's up, Dusty? Uh, so, uh, let's start with a couple of headlines, which... A couple of them are going to relate to a future show we've been talking about doing. We just need to line the guests up. 
for those. So where do you want to start? You want to start with the insulation? Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's start there. That's a, for the, oh yeah, to, to, um, to lead into, um, a more in-depth sustainability, uh, session. We, you know, we, everyone talks about or has heard about hempcrete and the different, um, materials being, um, <clears throat> You got that made one. from hemp. Sorry, I was. Let me pull it up. I know. I'm like, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm like clicking on the link, but it's not clicking on the link. I'm like, that's why I put it in there. Okay. Yeah. Why do we put them in here if we can't? <laughs> oh, it lit it up and showed me the link. So that's fun. Okay. Technical difficulties. Oh, you guys. Did I get this uh, right? So we're in we're in retrograde um, starting on the 27th. So be careful. I know a lot of y'all um, really um, believe in like affirmations and stuff like that. Um, during um, what's up, Lacey? Um, during the retrograde, you should not make any hasty decisions. Make sure you read contracts all the way through. You should do that anyway. Honestly, read your contract all the way through, <laughs> not just during a retrograde. Just do that all the time. It's a good business practice to understand what you're about to sign. Cause it could be your life, your whole life. Um, but like, don't buy electronics and things like that. Um, put a lot of thought into all of your decisions, like double check and triple check things before you solidify. Um, the retrograde is from September 27th until October 18th happens all the time. So don't worry. You're going to live through this one. Just like you lived through the last one. Uh, tonight is a full moon, so set all of your intentions tonight and release all of the negativity. It's uh, it's in Pisces, I guess, which is my my sign and my moon. So I'm pretty excited about it. It's going to be um, new. Did you read that thing that I sent you today? I sent you earlier, and I sent you a little post. And um, it it you know it talked about. I mean, I always read these things. You guys can believe or not believe in astrology. I don't care, and you can judge me if you want. I don't care about that either. But, um, but Gemini said uh, that it was all about a uh, career path and um, po and positivity around that. So that's where your focus should be, Gemini. I mean, and it has been, and, it has been. and you now I've had the discussions, and I've been uh, you know talking more and more about it, and. Um, <laughs> for those that can hibernate, yes, uh, maybe the suggestion is good, but if you can't hibernate, then just, uh, remember to take your time in everything, um, and, and, uh, and don't rush anything and just kind of chill lay, lay, lay. Mm. Um, <laughs> Hey Dawn. Um, Hey Dawn. <clears throat> never late, never late. Um, so yeah, a uh, headline that we've got up right now, um, U.S. government is invests uh, 90K into a hemp insulation firm, um, Hempitecture. It is it's been a, around for a while. Yeah, but... a firm that manufactures a hemp wool insulation product that is highly thermal resistant and has a low carbon footprint. Um, I've been saying for years that hemp is going to change and save the world and so is everybody else. It's about really getting the right people out of our way. People who don't know anything except stigma, who don't push anything except stigma. Um, maybe if their bottom line is involved, they'll help us get where we need to go. But outside of that, you know, we got to fight for everything. Everything. 
Um, but I mean, at least you know, the Department of Energy is looking into it. It's not, uh, you know, as they should. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, think about like even five years ago when we were trying to have a similar conversation, it would never even get off the ground unless you were like um, a hippie or something. You know what I'm saying? Like then that that's kind of where you were labeled too, if you believe in that kind of stuff. And right, and like, really associated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the fuel that you're putting into your VW bus man and yeah. uh, and and uh, why does it smell like bacon <laughs> grease in here? um but no again removing stigma and realizing that you know it was um demonized for a reason uh we have to remember cotton and ooh competitor and uh how easily that was everyone was swayed to um do away with him when it should have been you know never been done you know never classified as it is never done with um how we've handled it so or not we how uh us as a society <laughs> yeah and as a government mm-hmm. absolutely hemp hemp is over fifty thousand uses um i'm probably lowballing that uh but yeah i mean hemp can definitely change the world we are using hemp medicinally right now but that's a product of prohibition honestly the hemp plant, while it is also a cannabis plant, falls under that umbrella. I tell you guys that all the time. It was, it's really uh, more of an industrial plant, and um, that's where the uses are better. But it does have the medicinal purpose too. It does have the cannabinoids. It's not lacking the, you know, cannabinoids. It has CBD, high in CBD, and others. Um, if we could get better and more testing on these things, we would know to, to what extent. But generally speaking, uh, the hemp, um, the hemp variety of cannabis is really best used for industrials and things like that. <laughs> so thanks, Don. Thank you, Don. <laughs> hey, Schnucks. Um, Schnucks, what's up? We've been missing you in the mornings. <laughs> guys don't let us uh, don't let the workout scare you away girl come on (laughs) yeah come on come through come through hold on let me share that while we're talking about it i'll share i'll share the link uh yeah to the discord yeah let's share the link you could talk about it i'll go get the link yeah um so everyone uh in the mornings we discord we wake and bake uh we are up early so if you're an early bird or if you have a time in the morning around uh, if you're east coast around um, 9 a.m. We uh, we've been doing a workout. Um, Queen's always doing her her workout. I have recently just actually started because I am going to get in shape to ride this season uh, so that I can double up on my trip, like quadruple up on the amount of days I did last year um, on the mountain. So um, started my get ready to ride workout with her uh, on Monday and we um, have been getting up and working out at 7 a.m. <laughs> there it is. But then that's we a limited, that's a limited edition invite. Yeah, so um, hit us up um, at cannabiscloset420 at gmail.com and we can always send you a link that way. Um, but yeah, we we wake and bake. We just uh, kind of shoot the shit in the morning. Uh, some Sometimes I'm just having a coffee in a bowl uh, rather than working out. Depends on the mood. Um, so yeah, join us in Discord if you... Uh, we understand life is... Um, yeah, life is hard and um, 
we got shit going on. So yeah, we get yeah, it, girl, but we're thinking of you and I uh, just wanted to give you some shit because uh, uh, <laughs> we miss you um, in the morning. So I always worry about y'all when I don't see y'all. Um, I know. I know. We haven't. Um, uh, you know, uh, Jay's been away too. She's been mm-hmm. um, dealing with some things. So we've missed her as well. And, and Canamistic's been out uh, yeah. and about doing life things. So yeah, we've been missing some of the. So, um, but yeah, we miss you guys. We're still there every morning. So pop in and um, we'd love to have some new people join us. So mm-hmm. uh, Discord. Discord. That's fun. Um, so with that hemp story, we have another one too, right? Uh, what was the other one? Biofuel. Oh, did you want to finish this one? I'm sorry. I'm just um, Yeah, ahead. real quick, just to kind of top it off. It's just that they were talking about uh, the plans to conduct research and testing on a new proprietary blend of uh, its insulation materials to improve its value and fire resistance. So <clears throat> they're also... Um, they want to improve onshore insulation manufacturing using um, the industrial hemp waste from American farmers. So they're looking to fulfill a campaign promised by President Joe Biden to use more clean energy and reduce carbon emissions. Um, an emphasis on healthy and low carbon building materials has sparked a search for solutions from consumers and government to rebuild better infrastructure and reduce the massive footprint of built environment. So um, latest push in the hemp space for the federal government, the um EPA agency awarded 24 grants through its small business innovation research program. So um, one of the grants was awarded to earth merchant, a Washington based hemp brick manufacturer. So we talk about hempcrete, um, hemp concrete, um, hemp bricks. bricks. In 19, the agency awarded a $12,000 grant to a student led research team at the university of California, Riverside, uh, Riverside studying industrial relevant renewable fiber for construction. Um, the moment also reports that a group of allies of former president Donald Trump seeks to use hemp bricks from a Kansas based hemp firm to build a privately funded wall along the U S Mexico border. Stop it. But y'all, <laughs> sorry. Yo, but that's hilarious. But y'all, that just goes to show that cannabis crosses party lines. They want to use hemp to build their wall. We want to build our houses. Um, you know, you know, at least their wall will be environmentally sustainable. <laughs> I don't think we put the link in here um, for this, uh, for the conversation or for the other part, but we... <clears throat> We're reading another article earlier in regard to uh, retired um, senators and and, um, legislators getting into the cannabis market when they had previously fought against it in their states. So interesting what happens um, in things in times uh, as time goes by. This is the article. I just shared the article that we are looking at right now. Oh, cool. I was just about to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I got you. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to go ahead and take that down since we're sharing that link. Definitely check out um, the Gondrepreneur uh, site if you want to keep up with any of the um, industry goings on from social to medical to science to um, the industrial aspect. Um, there's a, several. I mean, we use marijuana. We use normal. Um, normal, N-O-R-M-L.gov um, is always a good place if you are looking for um, up-to-date information about our industry and how you can get involved. So 
Uh, Dusty says hypocrisy on that on that uh, rep those representatives. Of course, of course. <laughs> Don't this say is the bottom line. You know, it's about the bottom line. So, uh, did you want to share that that next article? Yeah, the biofuel. Yeah, yeah. Let me go ahead and pull it up real quick. Yeah, I'll share it in the feed, and you can pull it up on the thing. How does that sound? Cool. Cool. Mm -hmm. If you guys want to take a look hemp at this. Hemp ethanol replace gas and cost four times less at the pump. Biofuel expert claims. <laughs> that, sec that second part, it might, it might hinder us. What's up, J-Lips? That's Shorty, if you guys there don't know. Is. There she is. There she is. We've missed you. Um, we were just saying how much we missed you. But um, uh, this, th that part of it, that part of it where it being less costly at the pump, that might be the hindrance that we see. Oh, one. yeah. Oh, no, they are not. No, What's that's up? big oil. They're not going <laughs> to. Yeah, we got to compete with gonna oil, make right? Me, like, they're going to make them build like separate like stations and it's right. going to have to get approved through like. You know what they're going to do, too? They're going to also convince us that we need uh, different types of gas tanks and things like that, that we're going to have to modify They'll convince us to spend our money one way or the other. They're like, if you're saving money at the pump, you know? Yeah. Okay. So return to now.net um, is the article that we're referencing here. It is, I, you know, I realized we probably should be doing that a little bit more every single show as we're using these. Um, this was from September 19th. So yesterday. Just yesterday. Yep. Um, and I'm sure down at the bottom, when we get to the bottom, there'll be a bio for whomever wrote this. Yes, hopefully. <clears throat> Sorry, my blaring light is uh, blocking the article from me <laughs> being able to read but it. But your face looks amazing. <laughs> I'm being blinded. Um, hemp ethanol would cost about a quarter of what gasoline costs at the pump with just a fraction of the government subsidy subsidies if we grew more of it biofuel expert tim castleman says <clears throat> um so he actually published a paper in 2001 a research paper on his company's method for producing hemp ethanol and how much it would cost if produced on a large scale um <laughs> his fuel and fiber company could produce hemp ethanol that would cost around 37 cents a gallon at the pump in, in 2001 dollars so again this is uh you um this is yeah 20 noted. years ago uh that's about a quarter of what gas cost at the time a dollar 46 on average in the u.s i might throw um, up right now <laughs> i know i'm like it's double that right now i think up here where i'm at it's uh i saw 369 when I was over in Dillon, Ugh. I think it's 319 for me here. I, I saw it's okay. It's probably changed. It's probably changed since I saw it two days ago. Um, unlike hemp biodiesel, which is made from expensive uh, seed oil, hemp ethanol is made from the stalks of the plant, which are typically treated as waste or byproduct. So why aren't we using it? <clears throat> yes. Yes, all this goes again. We are working on a sustainability show. We are talking to a couple people. We want to bring in some experts that actually work in uh, in that kind of an atmosphere. I'm telling you, though, this speaks to that to that piece where we throw so much away, even in cannabis. When we're not talking about like the industrial hemp portion of it in cannabis, too, we throw so much medicine away. You guys, yep. so much medicine. Fan leaves can be used as medicine, you guys. Like, 
Like we we waste so much. The root ball can be used as medicine. The stalks, everything, every part of this plant can be used, and so I think that's important. Suck it dry. (laughs) We really could take that into consideration as all these different uh, legalizations and decriminalization uh, measures are being put forth and they're including that in there. Um, And it always gets sticky when they start to parcel everything out and you can do this and you can't do that. And and actually separating rules about what you can keep and what you can't keep and what you can use. Right. What is is usable and what isn't. Um, It's kind of like people who don't work with the plant, know anything about the plant. I'm half rules. speaking about this because I can't remember, but in regard to uh, biomass, using biomass, there was like some legislation made in regard to using biomass um, and, and, you know, thinking we're going to be all environmental, but it doesn't say anything about it has to be like X, Y, and Z. And so um, they're essentially deforesting um, good forest to use as biomass to then turn around and process it and to turn it and make it into something. You know, it's like so crazy to me. First of all, mm-hmm. hemp. Uh, can be planted and replanted. We could do this every three to four months for the whole year and get massive hemp crops, take it down, utilize it industrially, and then, you know, plant another crop. It could just be a rotation constantly. Um, and, And we're cutting down trees. It takes years for trees to even be anything more than a twig in the ground. Right. And uh, to establish that root system to make right. sure it's even a usable material. Uh, you know, uh, right. And we have a perfectly usable uh, plant that uh, that actually is sustainable and it holds up. It holds up. That part is important. And we can do that in three to four months, depending yeah. on the variety. And it's a great rotator cop- crop, correct? Like you can, yes. uh, you know, for those that, for those uh, crops that need an in-between crop to help with the soil, uh, you right. know, to continue. So rope crop rotation or something is, is that Right. Term. It pulls toxins and such out of the soil and dirt so that you can utilize it um, to grow healthy crops. So hemp um, actually helps pull those toxins out of the earth. Uh, I believe it was also utilized uh, in some places in Chernobyl for that purpose to pull the poisons out of the earth. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't utilize it enough because why? Because cannabis has been stigmatized and we're all in this together like cousins. Right? Oh and my God, a- one of the studies papers that we were reading. It was- <laughs> but that is not a that is not a fact. It, I, that, that is definitely yeah, someone just- on that. Right. Um, And, um, well, part of it is, you know, part of it, part of it is learned stigma. So people grew up learning the stigma and then they believe in stuff and then they continue to believe in it. And that's not how your brain's supposed to work. Everybody you're supposed to grow and you're supposed to learn things. Um, but, but also, um, a lot of, a lot of cannabis stigma is based in racism and a lot of cannabis stigma is based in profit based in profit. Listen, who are we competing against? What's up, Will? Um, Who are we competing against? We're competing against, uh, you know, the cotton industry. We're competing against the tobacco industry. We're competing against alcohol. We're competing against big, big pharma. (laughs) Now look at this biofuel. We are competing against them. We are competing against all industries, right? We're a more sustainable option um and literally could save the planet this way 
we don't have time to bullshit around. But people are so money greedy. We need to be done with it. Exactly. People are so money greedy. So money greedy. And it's like, here's the thing. It's like everyone deserves a piece of the pie. There is enough for everybody. There is, you guys. Be greedy about this. We all can do something and together and for, and I know in our industry and we see it all the time of everyone. I'm the best. We're the best. We're the best. I'm the best grower. I know everything. And it's like, (laughs) Ah. Like we no, all can learn something sometime. And mm-hmm. if you think that you know everything already and you're not sharing your knowledge or then then you're not he, like you're not even a part of it like that's so that's the greed that we talk about. We come on here all the time, listen, I'm rich, okay? I'm rich in life. Um and my monetary riches are just like this far from accessible for me. I know some of y'all are laughing at that. Like, whatever, this bitch is never going to be a millionaire. Fuck you. Yes, I am. And also, and also I can say that I want that money. I want it. It's mine. I'm going to take it. It's mine without being greedy with it. Good people should be rich because right now too many bad people are rich. So nothing wrong with being rich. It's about who you are as a person. Um, That was a tangent. But anyways. And what you do with your wealth. Okay. Um, Just to uh, finish. (laughs) We just manifested big time with y'all. We just like pushed that right on out into the airwaves. Manifested. Yes. Yes. Um, Of course, the main barrier uh, that he stated in 2018 or uh, pre-2018 was that there wasn't enough hemp. Uh, to get this ethanol production going. So, um, of course, uh, in 2019, over half a million acres were in production. And um, as, long as, uh, said, as long as the governments don't make it too difficult to get hemp growers uh, licenses, that number will continue to go up. And maybe we can finally say goodbye to fossil fuel for good. Um, Oh, it says uh, one last sentence. Uh, Unlike corn or soy ethanol, hemp ethanol would not compete with the acreage used for growing food because the same plants are used for the food and fuel, not either or. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're creating the fuel on site. You're just growing plants on site, right? Mm -hmm. Your face is frozen, but we can still hear you. Okay, I'm going to close down this article real quick. What would life be without without a technical difficulty? Um, it's a beautiful frozen shot. I will say that about it. <laughs> Am I back? Am I no? No, you're no. not. You might have to go out and come back in. Well, That's me, okay. Um, I never. I always forget to hook up to the. Oh, your your. Uh, power source no the i have like the hard oh there you are woo, woo. did it like Welcome speed up like super speed like <laughs> you just came back all of a sudden um, um we are going to get into chs today you guys i promise but we, we just want to cover a few of these articles there's one more that i wanted to cover because it hit me <laughs> up so hard oh you froze again um the 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 main priority um on our first uh on our first um big paycheck is to get you a new computer. 
I mean, listen, but I will say this about whoever's looking out for you. You are frozen in the most beautiful poses. You don't look. <laughs> if it was me, I would be like mouth open. You can make a meme out of it. No, not you. You're just up here gorgeous. Stop. You stop. stop. <laughs> so um, I don't know. We didn't have any other uh, sustainability um, uh, uh, headlines that we were going to cover. Um, it kind of yeah. jumped into a different um, subject. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. A little different subject. It lit me up so hard. And I just, I got to say something about it because it's just so ridiculous to me. It, um, um, there is a, so just everyone, there's slight trigger warning in regard to abuse. Yes. Um, and, uh, dealing with the justice system. So, um, yes, trigger warning, this, um, is going to talk a little bit about domestic violence, but we won't dive deep into that part, but it does, we are, we are, it, you know, it's a part of the story. She's look at her face frozen like that. Topic. Am I still frozen? You're still frozen. Because <laughs> I'm obviously and, not frozen on my end. Okay, let me show you what you look like right now, too. <laughs> you got a screenshot? Love it. You want me to make a? You want me to make a? You um, make a meme out of it. Our faces. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if that's gonna share. On your end. Are you trying to add that to the stream? I'm going to try right now. Okay. You try and we'll see what happens. Did it work? I haven't gotten there yet. No, nope, it went away. <laughs> oh. Did you do? Oh, because it's not yet. Yeah, because I hit it at the same time. I didn't touch it. No. I didn't click it. Okay. Hold on. I think. <laughs> I know she's mm -hmm. she's so frozen. Okay, but the the article is up. So, um so let's talk about this. Uh in Virginia where it is now legal um it's uh medically legal. No? Is it fully legal? Did they fully legalize it? God, why why don't I know that off the top of my head? Mm. Why am I having a brain issue about that? Anyway, it's legal in Virginia on some level. Let me, sure. we'll correct in a minute um, as soon as possible. Oh, you're moving again. That's perfect. Um, so, so in Virginia where it's legal, um, there was a woman who was testifying against her domestic abuser. Um, this person already has um, cases against them of domestic violence and so this is a pattern of this uh, man's behavior. Mm, that's a strong word, isn't it? Um, so, uh, yeah, she was testifying and the judge asked her if she had smoked any marijuana. And she was honest and said, yes, that she had. She was no, uh, according to witnesses in the courtroom, she was showing no signs of intoxication or anything like that. She was just testifying against her abuser, which is a pretty nerve wracking thing. Um, and uh, the judge held her in contempt and put and gave her a 10 day sentence and then had her physically removed from the courtroom. 
can we just can we just unpack that for a second? She was sitting in this courtroom testifying against a person who had physically, mentally, emotionally abused her. And why did they have to physically remove her from the stand? That part. By multiple deputies. That part. Multiple deputies removed her, physically removed a domestic violence survivor. Did she, was she throwing a fit? Like, I'm not going to step down. Like, I I don't. According to witnesses in the room, she was not, it was not necessary. According to witnesses in the room. So you have a woman in your courtroom who is a domestic violence survivor. And what you do to her is re-victimize her in your courtroom where she's supposed to feel safe. At what point did they think that that was okay? I mean, just, just do over, over cannabis, over cannabis. You guys, she was, was she shooting up in the courtroom? I don't understand what the, she wasn't smoking a blunt in the courtroom. Literally that probably was one of the scariest things that she had to do for herself. Wow. Do better, Virginia. Yeah, apparently it's this judge, you know, like I need to, you know, Virginia, go ahead and take a look at uh, when this judge is up for, um, you know, they review them. Like there's a whole process Mm -hmm. um, for the judges to get re, um, you know, elected. And I think they even do like peer peer review stuff they do yeah so you can have access to that and and it it lets you know it's pretty and you know honestly if you are listening and you are in virginia you should say something about this i would definitely send uh if you're not in virginia go ahead take a moment craft a a well-worded email and tell them to do better they got to do better i don't know Join your local uh, normal NORML. They do. Um, they're the the oldest and largest, one of the largest lobbying groups we have in cannabis. And um, so, yeah, go definitely check them out. Or if you have um, cannabis activism in your area, tell us who they are. We'd love to shout them out. Uh, we like to um, help locals build their community that way. So, um, but yeah, it could be a situ. It it's years. It is. Um, and they do. They reelect the same ones for decades, but that's because nobody's paying attention. So that's what we're trying or we're saying. We're, hey, let them know that you're paying attention. Um, so uh, the ACLU has gotten involved, obviously. <clears throat> I'm going to take a look at that. That's just crazy to me. I mean, it's absolutely, I mean, you just, what part of that sounds like it's okay? She is an, she's a survivor of domestic violence and you a victim and survivor of domestic violence and and you, a judge who's supposed to um, be somebody who upholds the law, um, are jailing her because of your opinion because the law states that she's perfectly, you know she's legal. It's legal in that state. And also, like, at what point did you think it was okay to have somebody put their hands on a victim? Like, 
anyway, so she was never advised of her constitutional and Miranda rights and that the independent invis- investigation he conducted by asking her about her drug use is barred by judicial canon. So he wasn't even in the right to do this. No, not at all. And there should be repercussions for that. It said something above of, in regard to that because of how it was filed. It was filed by the clerk of court and not by the judge itself that it, they can't wipe it. Yeah, I, I didn't read it. I had to keep going because it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Why? Why is her being truthful contempt? Like she wasn't doing. Yeah. And, and he wasn't within his uh, jurisdictional right to. I mean, I'm probably saying that wrong, but he wasn't within. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he he was outside of the scope of his uh, power is what he was. He was, they're, they're not allowed to do it period. I think it's like overstepping his like, power, like the um, Hippocratic oath kind of thing, judicial canon. So I, I, yeah. I, I thought that at least in my, that's yeah. how I'm so, I'm old. I have to grab, um, I have to grab something. Okay. Um, let's, I'm going to pull this down. And while she grabs that, um, we're going to be talking today about, um, CHS, uh, um, cannabis hyperemesis. I'm probably saying that wrong syndrome. Somebody nope, correct me. Exactly. Nope. Is that right? Yep. I always mess it up. Um, it's the reason we're talking about it today is, well, it's twofold. We're just going to be honest with y'all. We did want to do the sustainability, um, show earlier, but also, um, we're unable to get the guests partly because I kind of dropped the ball a little bit, but we're working and on I it. I did not reach out to um, <laughs> my person either we're working like, on, it. The best on our show. And I was like, <sighs> yeah. So we're going to, we're going to have that sustainability, um, show, but we want to make sure we have the right people here to have that discussion. Um, uh, <laughs> is I'm, I'm sorry that that came through, um, as harshly as it did, but it just, it fires me up. Like, how dare you, um, um, treat somebody that way? I don't, you know, you just, we just don't treat my philosophy is like, we got to treat humans like humans, you know, like I just, I can't understand it at all. Um, so CHS, um, let's talk about what it is. Uh, we are, oh, the second reason we're talking about it today is because I've just been seeing, uh, CNN and all those, uh, mainstream, um, news channels speaking on this subject that they know nothing about. And I am going to call it poor journalism because they create taglines and like uh, those were, you know, like keywords that uh, trigger words, basically that and associate it in a way that, you know, isn't again, educated. As you there's, said. A, there's a buzzing sound happening around my house and I don't know where it's coming from. Anyways, <laughs> it's weird. Um, it you like something's going to, I don't know what it is. You want me like. to put the first article up, the um, from the celeb stoner uh, article, or do you want to go with one of the other? Um, Whichever one you want to start with. Um, let's let's talk about where. Okay, so so this I is feel what, like this is a, it gives the basics uh, basics yeah. of what people are saying or what uh, it is, and then we can go into um, mm-hmm. some of the other like the articles that we saw. Um, yeah. And I have a theory and I've had this theory for years. I want to say that I've had this theory for years. I've talked about this theory for years. I've taught about, oh, let me, I had, my thing was happening. I've taught about this theory for years of mine and, um, 
and I'm standing by it for right now because nobody can prove me wrong yet. So um, CHS, cannabis hyperemesis syndrome, is uh, was was diagnosed uh, in 2004, I think, for the first time ever. Um, doctors started noticing that um, patients were coming in with a myriad of symptoms and um and they were coming into the emergency room. And when they would do a drug screening, the only drug that showed up in their system was dun, da, 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 cannabis. So obviously that must be the cause of all of these symptoms, symptoms, including um, vomiting, na- nausea and vomiting, um, uh, like uh, abdominal pain, abdominal pain, um, weakness in your limbs, like fatigue, um, and, uh, even attacks is how they classify it. As um, one. so, so those, well, those are symptoms and the, and the sim- symptom relief would include things like Benadryl, um, and, um, other pharmaceuticals that have been uh, prescribed by the doctor and also a hot bath or shower. And they also even talked a little bit about uh, capsaicin, which is basically like pepper spray, but capsaicin, like it's just, it's, it's a strong pepper um, can help. And so there's a, there's a heat element to it to help relieve the symptoms. There's a heat element that helps relieve the symptoms. Right. Um, I have a couple problems with this, but did you want to, did you want to look at this article and maybe um, no, it just, it follows all along that, uh, talking about the symptoms. Um, it, it does state one thing, uh, the CHS is thought to be caused by stimulation of the cannabinoid receptors in other parts of the body and various uh, physiological processes, such as changing the appetite and possibly slowing down smooth muscle contractions in the gut, leading to changes in digestion, which would cause the nausea, vomiting, etc. Um <clears throat> Until recently, it was considered uncommon or even rare. So this is, you know, so that the science on it or even the um, documentation of it, um, I think is lacking. And then also, again, that stigma of it. And so instantly you go into this, like, they're not even going to question anything else that they're going to blame the cannabis and that's it, period. Yeah, I got questions about it, man. Not these other, uh, you know, again, we've got it. We've got a couple of other... um, We've got some theories and one is a very strong theory. It could be considered. I've been saying, I've been saying one of the theories for a long time and nobody believed me for a long time. People would like naysay me for a long time for one of these theories that we're about to share. And I've been, I mean, and now there's articles about it because it's legitimate that we have to look at it. Okay. So let's let's give a real quick, uh, you know, brief, uh, reminder. Um, we're the cannabis closet podcast. We are not, um, medical professionals of any sort. We are educators. We do, uh, our research is based on articles and uh, papers that we, and uh, discussions that we are um, a part of. So, um, always feel free to share any information that you have in regard to any subject that we have. We always love a discussion. We always love Love um, questions, um, uh, you know, change uh, everyone's mind. Give us other uh, information if uh, you know that that um, maybe says something different. If there is, so um, yes. we're always open to um, 
more information, other subjects. So we did pull some information from Google Scholar, which is also uh, peer-reviewed articles. And there's a lot of discussion about the confusion of what is causing um, these symptoms and why it's associated with cannabis only, not the other things that we're going to talk about. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, first things first, when you go to the doctor with these symptoms, never have I ever heard of a single doctor asking for the product that is the potential cause of the symptom and if they can do any testing on it. Never have I ever heard that. So they're not testing the cannabis that they're blaming for this reaction that is increasing amongst the population of people who consume cannabis. Of course, cannabis is still left in the system. It stays in the system for 30 plus days often, depending on how often you consume, et cetera. But I mean, it's, 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 got, it's a, it's a long-term, uh, it sticks around for long-term, right? So they're going to find that in your blood. Of course they are. So that's number one. I would like to know, these are always questions that I ask people when they tell me that they've been diagnosed with CHS. This is all these questions that I ask. Where did you get your cannabis from? Was it tested? Can you get the test results? Did the doctors test it? Do you still have any left? Can it still be tested? Like, I need to know those things. Is it happening every single time you medicate? Does it, every single way that you medicate? Right, right. Is it just happening when you smoke? Does it happen when you consume edibles from the same material, sure. et cetera, et cetera? Are you using Topical. edibles from a different material and it's not affecting you? Are you smoking from a different material? It's not affecting you. I want to know all of these things. I have so many questions when somebody says that to me, right? I want to know where it's grown, what technique they use, what did they use to feed the plant? What did they use to um, for pest prevention? Uh, what type of soil did they use or what type of substrate did they use? When did they um, harvest it? How did they harvest it? What was the environment that they harvested it in? Because all of these symptoms that are caused that that are that are symptoms of CHS that are caused apparently by cannabis, according to doctors who study less than 4% about cannabis in their programs and all of it stigmatized. So, um, I, you know, like, what, where was I going with that? <laughs> I was, I was off on a tangent. Shit. Um, I want to know if they're testing it and where they came to the conclusion of cannabis being the culprit when cannabis has been shown to treat all of the symptoms that it somehow has caused to happen all at once. These symptoms happened all at once because of a plant that that prevents or treats these symptoms. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make, it sense, doesn't make sense apparently to them either. It says uh, since medical marijuana is viewed as medicinal and frequently given to people with cancer, nausea, HIV, and it seems paradoxical and illogical for the same drug that helps nausea and stimulates the appetite to cause nausea and vomiting. I it's not clear why these paradoxical effects can occur in different patients. Um, and I think that that, uh, you know, the more discussion, the more people are connected is like when they've got you um, and, uh, Again, is it being misdiagnosed and they're that. not looking at other gastrointestinal, gastrointestinal disorders? Not looking at other um, yeah. syndromes or what? Again, I don't have. Um, I've had lots of friends that have actual um, cyclic vomiting syndrome be misdiagnosed with CHS because they've used they use cannabis, and cannabis actually helps treat the symptoms of their cyclic vomiting syndrome, CVS. 
Hmm. It makes zero sense. And they, and they won't listen. They won't listen to us. You could go in there and say, no, no doctor that has to, um, that hat, thank you, that has to uh, go to uh, at least two classes every year and, and commit so many hours to continued education because you, what you do is a practice and what you know about cannabis is this much. No, doctor, the cannabis is actually helping treat the symptoms of it, right? So- yeah, so this article is crazy. Um, what so what the you know some of the documentation of people that are coming in uh, and and the misdiagnosis possibilities. Um, just that. Uh, Let's say, where did it go? Oh, I moved the cursor. Now I'm like, <laughs> oh, alternatively, doctors may be unfamiliar unfamiliar with this diagnosis, mistaking it for other diagnoses that lead to excessive nausea and vomiting or even misdiagnosing as a psychiatric or anxiety-related disorder. Some doctors may dismiss the diagnosis as a rare or kind of funny disease where people spend hours in the shower. Um, ha, ha, ha. It's so funny, Doc. <laughs> Get out of here. So, however, people suffer tremendously with CHES, with some people arriving at the hospital severely dehydrated from the combination of hot showers and persistent nausea. Some patients have experienced acute kidney yes. injury related to the dehydration because the syndrome can um, often occurs only after uh, many years of use. Um Physicians often don't make the connections and patients have a hard time accepting the diagnosis. No, no, because you guys aren't testing the cannabis. Yeah, we're not questioning. That's the thing is you're not questioning the diagnosis and we're not questioning why um, all of the sudden, all of the sudden, why this is um, our, our our endocannabinoid system is, is is revolting, revolting against us. Can we reset it? I mean, I guess it could happen. Is there a but, therapy? Yeah, then we need to start talking about therapies for it because that's you. Yeah, that sucks if um, one of our primary systems is uh, then working against us. You know, are we? And again, is it just when you smoke? Is it when you eat it? Is it when you right. get in all form? What is it happening? That it's uh, you know giving you these um, symptoms. So I got to tell you, the people that I know, and I'm not saying that this is a. Um, you know, a good test sample, the people I know must make it right. Okay. That's not what I'm saying, but the people that I've talked to who have been diagnosed with CHS, um, were smoking and were smoking off market products. I would probably have to agree the same, the same that I know of. Um, I, I don't think that, and that I can say that anyone has come into our clinic saying that is, uh, they have been diagnosed with it. I have had people reach out to me to ask, um, what, you know, uh, my, our, our take on it and the clinical aspect on my be to chime in today. And I guess I didn't, you know, this morning wasn't enough notice for him. So. That's okay. We'll, we'll, um, do, we'll maybe get a quote from him about it and do a follow-up and just, uh, run it. So yeah, if we could. Um, and if, yeah, if you guys know some cannabis doctors that got some opinions on it, but let's get into what my theory is, because I think my theory is right. I am not a doctor and I am not a scientist, but I know how to read. I know how to read. <laughs> so, yes. yes um, <laughs> let me pull this article down real quick and, uh, go on and tell, tell us your, um, your hypothesis. My hypothesis is this. 
my hypothesis is that a lot of people and for a long, long time um, have used um, an organic pesticide called neem oil um, to treat our vegetables. And it works really, really well. It, it works really, really, really well about, uh, you know, treating our plants and preventing pests. So my theory is that when, especially when we're working with off market and, um, and underground cultivators, um, that some might be using organic means and not flushing their plants enough or whatever the case may be. Um, and that neem oil isn't being fully flushed out because, um, the, regulated market allows for the underground market to thrive as it does. The underground market doesn't require testing. So most of those products are not tested. There's uh, the main ingredient in neem oil. Um, your your uh, Ganker Beast up here, your wife might remember this. Um, the main ingredient in neem oil is called azadiractin. Um, azadiractin toxicity presents in same and similar fashion as this so-called CHS. Um, So here's my theory on it. Um, My theory is that the, um, the, the plant is still holding on to the, to the, to the compounds that are found in neem oil. And then um, we take that plant down and we're not consuming it like orally, which, cause I don't think that a lot of people show up in the emergency room because they, I mean, some people show up there cause they ate an edible and they ate too much, but not for this su- supposed CHS. Um, edibles are a different game, but it, they're, they're not diagnosing CHS in people who consume edibles. It's smokables that I've seen where people are going to correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, by all means, I would love it. Um, Send us an email. Also, if if you come across any information that um, that is different from anything that we say here, I am absolutely happy to correct um, whatever we say here. We want correct information at all times. Uh, But this is my theory. Okay, my theory is that uh, this the azadract and the compounds in neem oil are still in the plant. We take the plant down. We cure it. It's amazing. Right. And then what do we do to this plant? What we do to it, everybody? Anybody? Who's got my lighter? Where's my lighter? Oh, you guys, is Born Majestic still in here? You got a song out called Yo, Where's My Lighters? I think that's what it's called, right? Y'all go check it out. It's on iTunes and Spotify and all that shit. Um, so we light it on fire. Um, could lighting a uh, even an organic pesticide um, or an oil on fire, the compounds in that oil, could could that... Could that share, share the link, share the link in here, share the link and I'll, I'll put it up because you're in Twitch and then, and I'll put it up here. Um, so I think when we light it on fire, because I also, I talk about lighting our substance on fire all the time, lighting our flower on fire causes toxins. I will sit here and smoke this blunt all day long, but it does create carcinogens. Okay. Anytime you light something and burn it, we burn in this leaf, we burn in this paper, we burn in this flower. It creates carcinogens that were not in the plant to begin with, but were created because you added and burned it. 
added fire and burned it, right? Even if you're all organic, though, you have to make sure that you flush that plant completely. You should not be spraying. Listen, home growers, check me out. Don't spray your plant with anything. If you can avoid it in flower stages, please don't, um, don't spray your plant in flower stage. It's harder to get it out, um, get it out of there. I can't, I'm not on Twitch right now. I can't let that, um, see what that comment says. <laughs> it's giving me the stars. Are you muted? You're muted. Why are you muted? What happened to you? There you are. I muted myself because lady was um, oh. being gross. So <laughs> I got this sign that I forgot to unmute when she stopped. So um, one of the other little links that I have um, talks about um, shit. Keep going. It was in regard. <laughs> it's okay. So I'm, yeah, I will. I don't mind keep going. Um, cause I, this subject, I'm really super, like, I can't stand that they're blaming our plant for this thing when this is what we treat. You know, we see this plant treating these symptoms every day. So as a direct toxicity is real, um, since I would, I have been teaching about it for over five years, um, people naysayed me in the beginning, but now I see more and more and more scientific articles that back up my claim that this toxicity is real. I think that when we burn the flower, we're creating carcinogens and stuff. And if that, if that organic, by the way, compound is sitting in your plant because you sprayed during flower, late flower stage, especially it's not a good time to spray your plants for anything. Biobugs, maybe consider that as part of your, um, as part of your integrated pest management, um, especially in those times, because I really, you don't want to spray those plants if you, if you can avoid it um, during that time. Um, but that could stay in the plant. And if you don't flush it out enough, then that's what's in your flower, organic or not. Right. Um, so just be careful about who you're purchasing from. And, and, and if you feel this illness, um, you know, definitely take the steps for relief. If you have to go to the doctor's office, by all means go, but understand that they don't really get an education on cannabis and they're not out here studying as a direct and toxicity versus CHS. They got an easy diagnosis that um, also, um, by the way, they get paid by the pharmaceutical industry to push those pharmaceutical drugs, a lot of them. So why wouldn't they blame this plant, this, this beautiful green um, lifesaver right here so that they could push some of their pharmaceuticals on you to cure your CHS. Why wouldn't they do that? I'm going to pack this blunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I remembered what I was going to say uh, and what article I was referencing and why. And we were talking about um, you know, the plant and um, when we're whether we you know when we flush it and uh, to make sure that we're getting all those um, uh, extras out before we are processing it. <clears throat> Is that uh, he, this uh, person that wrote the article, is actually talking about um, when the plant is sick, and because of the plant being sick and it's still uh, being treated, but not being treated for the sickness. And I'll pull the article up after, yeah, when we get to that part. Um, uh, but uh, that that is also causing this reaction from um, once the plant is harvested. Yeah. 
SOC. Like, I don't know. Um, what's the best way to use cannabis for medicinal purposes? Honestly, the best way, listen, first of all, you guys know that I believe that adult use cannabis is also medicinal cannabis because if anybody um, has or knows somebody that has gone home after a long day of work and had a nice ice cold beer, sat down and relaxed, you already know that's a, like a really medicinal process. Well, so is sitting back and enjoying a blunt after work. It's the same medicinal process. It's a stress reliever. That is medicinal. Having said that, the best way, in my opinion, to medicate is uh, internally, internal medication. Um, so <laughs> listen, you can call me hypocrite if you want, because I don't do this so often. But I think oils and tinctures are the best way. Also, suppositories are really a great way to medicate for certain illnesses. Um, and then topicals and transdermals. Um, those are going to, uh, they're, first of all, you're not inhaling smoke into your lungs. I don't care vapor smoke or otherwise you're still inhaling a foreign substance into your lungs. I'm going to sit here and smoke this blunt after I say this. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to counter you. I'm going to, I'm going to, I have something to say. <laughs> um, but, but I think, I think that those are the best. Okay. So I think this is a long answer. I think those are the best ways to medicate. I think that um, the entourage effect and building that, by the way, happy 420 on the on the West Coast. I didn't forget this time. I've been watching. Woo, woo, woo. Um, so I think combining your medications and layering them, building them up in your system um, is the best way that you can medicate, especially for chronic illness. So this is something that you deal with on a regular and daily basis. Chronic illnesses can be really well treated with that. Having said that, um, smoking has its place. Vaporizing has its place because those types of treatments are really, uh, very quick onset. And if you have, uh, for example, a chronic pain, uh, disorder, something like that, a quick onset is going to be, uh, a life changing for you in those moments. So I think using smokables in those moments, or like if you're a cancer patient, for example, it helps build your appetite real, real quick. So you don't have to wait for these other things to take effect. But those other things are really necessary, I think, for um, for um, working in your endocannabinoid system, attaching to the receptors and building up um, in your system so that you have more um, ha more uh, processing through your body at a time. And so I'll pass it over to MJ for her thoughts on that as well. Um, nope, I was actually going to echo those things in terms of when patients are asking us as well. There is a place for, and we always say we are adults, you know, and we can do as we please, right? So, um, and the benefit of, um, you know, again, yes, there is a, we are burning away most of the medicine when we are lighting it. Um, even though when we vape it, it's at a lower temperature and we're mm -hmm. not destroying all of the, um, you know, cannabinoids, but it is, uh, you know, still again at a temperature and you're boiling it versus uh, burning it. Um, it's that, uh, again, quick onset. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think of it as a holistic approach, you know, whole plant, whole, uh, every aspect is that I do a quick, you know, Yep, this is going to provide me the quick relief. I use my topicals for a quick relief and then um, you know, transdermals, tinctures, edibles for a longer relief. For me, um, you know, uh, someone asked a question online the other day about, uh, you know, how do you feel about how do you feel doing dabs? Do you get higher from dabs from uh, or from flower? 
And I was like, for me personally, I was like, dabs don't do give me the effect that I need to, so that I can keep going to the where I'm like, let me spend my money on that. Um, and but I am a flower girl, true and true. And but also edibles are the same way. I'm they're not affecting me in the way that, you know, and maybe I and so my I don't crave it. My body is not saying like, these are the way to go, but I do do the tinctures. I do more capsules. You know, um, I like, I, I do look at it, you know, in that way. And then again, the stacking is just knowing that one is going to take longer to kick in. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you don't know how your um, products are affecting you and you're getting, you're all over the radar of what you're taking, use a treatment tracker. There are digital ones out well, there. Oh, here's the nurse coming out of her. Um, until, <laughs> until I get sponsorship from this app, I'm not even going to say it, but there are digital treatment trackers out there and, um, or make one up on your own of a, a paper. If you want to email us, I'll, I'll give you one. So um, <laughs> let's, send, let's send them an email. Let's send them an email. Let's get that sponsorship. Hey, listen, I want to talk about the gummies thing, though, because I didn't really talk about edibles and I don't talk too often about edibles. They work really well for some people and they don't work at all for others. And some people are afraid of them because they don't really know how to use them. But um, we could talk about all of that if you want to. Uh, but the big and thing edibles about are all different. They are not all the same. Just because they're not to a chocolate to a you, they are not the it, same. It, it has a lot to do with the ingredients of that edible um, and how the cannabinoids, the cannabinoid compounds interact with the specific ingredients in in this particular thing. Um, cannabinoids react with chocolate different because chocolate is actually I just read this whole article about chocolate. Um, it's a chemistry article, so I'm going to try to make it make sense. But um, chocolate basically um, grabs those compounds and doesn't release them. So when they go through the testing part of it um, and they have to separate it out so they can test to see how many cannabinoids are in this chocolate bar, for example, they don't really get a really um, accurate reading because the chocolate is a matrix of sorts and it hold not of sorts. It is. That's what they called it. And it holds the compounds, the cannabis compounds in. So it doesn't release them whenever you need to get them for testing. I hope that made sense to everybody, but you can't accurately test chocolate. Gummies um, don't have a lot of fat content. So the the way um, cannabinoids interact with fat is really special. And so um, if there's more fat, you're going to feel more potency because of the interaction between the fats and the cannabis and the cannabinoids. Um, I've been wondering if terpenes get um, that get reintroduced into edibles are useful or a waste. That is a good question. Can you send us that question in an email? And I want to do some more research on that because I can't answer that um fully but i would like to and we're gonna let's answer that question that's a great freaking question thank you for asking it because sometimes we don't even think about stuff like that but it's going to send us right down a rabbit hole that i'm super excited about um so so just know so so my i guess the takeaway from this is to um is to know your source i guess uh the thing i wanted to say about um about edibles though. And the reason I don't talk about them that much is because, um, we don't have enough representation. And what do I mean by that? Uh, what I mean by that is that tell me in the comments, uh, the edibles that you've experienced. You tell me in the comments, the edibles that you've experienced. I want to know if you've experienced edibles, 
I don't care what the milligram is. I want to know what that edible was. What was it made out of? What, what kind of edible was it? I, I can almost guarantee that everybody's going to have very similar answers. I right. one that a friend gave me recently and it definitely mellowed me out more in the terms of like I went to sleep earlier than I typically would have. Like I fell asleep on the couch, but that's not unusual for me either. Right. Um, <laughs> and so, and, and uh, so for me also, I am a solid sleeper most of the time. So I don't um, need that. You reason. are. Oh my God. <laughs> and so, um, so again, uh, using it, this medicine for the things we need it for is, you know, that's again, appropriate. I don't use edibles because what people use edibles for, I tend to not need it for. Right. I need it for energy, for focus, for, um, you know, kind of self-medicating me through the ups and downs, like, and very, and then if I am having trouble sleep, I do have, you know, I keep a, a small stash of something. Of you what? Know, what is it though? What is it though? What is the edible? What is That's it? Eight? No. What is the edible? Like, what is it? What is it made out? What, what are you eating? Oh, the one that I ate was just, it was, um, was it a gummy? Was it a chocolate no, it was bar? Like, was it, it? it was like a, a treat, a marshmallow yeah. chocolate. Yeah, it was sugar though, right? Yeah. Fatty. Sugar. Butter, butter, sugar, butter, sugar, 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 sugar. Bad. Bad. That's, diabetic. that's so bad for medicinal. I mean, there are some savory what if, out there, but. What if I'm a cancer patient? Mm. You guys, cancer feeds on sugar. Giving yeah. a cancer patient a sugary treat with cannabis in it doesn't really fulfill the purpose that you're trying to fulfill. No. But then, you know, gummies are the easy go-to. I they're feel like easy, but they're just it for the vitamins. You know, the vitamin companies have been doing gummy gummies for eons. I mean, oh my god! I just bought some prenatal. Your Flintstone, or no? Well, they. Change <laughs> I was hustling Flintstone or Smurf vitamins when I was eight. Um, I just bought some gummies. Yes, 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 tell the story. <laughs> I just bought some prenatal vitamin gummies, not because I need prenatal anything, but because my nails are atrocious. And I thought, hey, let's get those vitamins going. It's the best way to get vitamins for your hair and nails is through the prenatal vitamins. So y'all don't get excited about nothing. I am 44 year old woman. That's just not going to happen for you. Um, but yeah, for, I mean, I think everybody in here has heard that story from when I was like eight years old and hustling Smurf, uh, Smurf vitamins. Uh, <laughs> and then one of the girls got all panicked about it. Like she thought she was going to die for, uh, from eating Smurf vitamins. I mean, very well, we could have, I guess. You got I don't in know. trouble. You got in trouble. <laughs> I got in so much trouble. Listen, I got. It was when I when I was a kid, we, we, we lived in Germany. Um, my parents were in the military. We lived in Germany and I got in so much trouble out there. Oh, my God. I got grounded for one time during the summer for a whole month. And I was I was I'm an only. So I had like the stuff in my room. You know, I had books. I had stuffed animals, toys. I had a TV. I had a VCR. I had video game. Uh, it was an Atari, you guys, because I'm old. Um, but so I had all that stuff in my room and, um, and one, and I came home, listen, you can't come home after the streetlights in the eighties. You just could not do that. It was not allowed. And, um, I did that. And not only did I do that, but, 
um, we were we were in military housing and just like a few blocks over, there had been a report of a dead body in the trunk of a car and p- potential mines or like explosive devices nearby in the area. Look, my mother took every single thing out of my room with the exception of one book and one stuffed animal. And that was it. That's all I had. I could go to the bathroom and I could go to the kitchen table to eat. And then I could go back to my room. And when I went to the kitchen table to eat, they would have the TV on behind me. I could not turn around to look at that TV. Not even a glance. Do you know how badly I wanted to watch the news as an eight-year-old? Like, we, yeah, we weren't we dirty. Like, actually, like, TV was off during dinner um, in our family. Um, they they family. definitely were like, oh, you want to watch TV? You better not turn around. I mean, just rude. Ouch. Out of pocket, Ouch. really. Oh, oh. Um, so real quick, I wanted to throw this article up since I went ahead and talked about it. But this was um, a letter in response to um, an article or an, an editorial written Um And he just points out some interesting things and it kind of, uh, this is almost more in support of, it's not just um, all of a sudden that people are developing this syndrome that we need to look at um, the disease, maybe disease plants um, is a cause of this and what affecting the plants. And so um, lots of, uh, there are a lot of here. I, it is from the, um, didn't read it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Journal of Investigative Medicine. Um, and so it may kick me out at some point because it's not, you know, it's a because we didn't pay for it. We didn't pay for it. Okay. I'll go ahead. Let and me just in tell the you, for you. I'm just that people are commenting about that. My grandmother made me um, <laughs> made me go get us always. We I always had to go get the switch off the tree, and if it wasn't the right one, I had to go get another one. I don't know. If oh, y'all know my, about- my my best friend growing up in Oklahoma, they had a willow tree in their front yard. They were Mormon and uh, like they, but they, their mom was like stricter than strict. And when they acted up, she would be like, go pull your switch off of the tree. And they would have yeah. to go pick their switch. Um, if you didn't get the right one, you got a worse beating with the second yep, one. Yep, I just, worse. yep. So I'm going to read this if that's okay. It's quicker than me trying to summarize it to be yes, honest. By all means. Um, dear ed- editor, I am writing in response to the article written by Gajendran Atal and the editorial book by Ron Shea. Cannabis hyperemesis syndrome, the conundrum is here to stay. As an emic cultural investigator, anthropologist, and from my vantage point, the problem of cannabis, I'm going to start saying CHS every time, could okay. easily go away just as quickly as it has appeared. There is a large disconnect between the professional medical community and the marijuana subculture. The majority of the latter are somewhat in denial that cannabis is the cause of this condition and on the flip side, doctors feel strongly about their conclusions. Perhaps both can be right because in the cannabis subculture community, there are two types, the sticky skunky weed or the bunk weed, the dank or the regs or otherwise used, viewed as the good stuff versus not good stuff. Were any of the samples of consumed cannabis analyzed during the hyperemesis diagnosis? As presented in Gandhanra Natal's paper, 
Examining the marijuana consumed may help to understand the source of the problem causing CHS. It is typically understood that normal circumstances, cannabis should not induce such severe adverse reactions, nausea, abdominal pain, vomiting, etc., as those described in CHS. <clears throat> cannabis crops need to be regularly tested for plant pathogens, similar to food and agricultural crops, because cannabis showing symptoms of the plant pathogen hop latent viroid can cause painful sickness in very small amounts, regardless of whether it is inhaled or ingested. So crop disease in in cannabis has gone unchecked for many years and the prevalence of these bad crops is rapidly becoming the norm. Can I just like pause you for a second? Cause I like literally was just having this conversation not two months ago with my friend who's a cultivator um, and he was complaining that nobody talks about the unhealthy state of cannabis and how there are these clones being, um, sold to people that are not fully healthy and it's help it's spreading disease. And like, nobody wants to talk about that. Just want to talk about the fluff of it all. I, I mean, it's absolutely. And it, this is actually something I didn't consider as a, a possibility, but it, it makes sense. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nope. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, I, you, I actually, we had talked about it briefly too. Um, so this kind of fit right in and I forgot about that. Um, crop disease in cannabis has gone unchecked for many years and the prevalence of these bad crops is rapidly becoming the norm. As early as 2004, I observed symptoms of hop latent viroid in California's market. Coincidentally, around the same time as the first report of CHS were documented, observable symptoms of this plant pathogen include, but are not limited to, brittle lateral branch growth, there's pictures and everything in this. It's an amazing, it's a pretty yeah, cool. Definitely time. check the article out. We did put it in the link uh, right here. So. And this is in response to another article. So uh, certainly the comments, not the link to that, but um, search it out. Uh, it was listed up at the very top of the article. So um, sudden wilting, non-sticky small buds and lack of aroma. Evidence of its infection in crops across the USA and Canada are being reported at an exceeding rate. This was 2004, people. The most concentrated form of the psychoactive component THC is within the white sticky resin that the marijuana plant produces known as trichomes. This resin also acts as a barrier to protect it from disease, insects, and other debris. In the worst case scenario, hoplite and viroid prevents the sticky resin from fully developing on the plant, resulting in small buds appearing like plain leafy material. Mm -hmm. In the best case scenario, all is well until about the last four weeks of bud flowering when healthy normal trichomes rapidly start to become wilted in appearance or rapidly degrade before its normal harvest time, thus originally called dudding disease, before any pathogen was scientifically identified as its cause. One can theorize that any nutrients, pesticides, or fungicides sprayed on the foliage by the grower becomes absorbed in greater concentrations because the important THC-rich resinous barrier is not present, likely directing the affecting potency and purity. Um... These trichomes, oh my gosh, I'm going to scroll to the picture. It is, this is so crazy because now you're reminding me of uh, also a a much further past conversation that I had with the same friend, cultivator friend of mine. Um, 
about uh pesticides and how and how spring like spring he's actually the one that introduced me to biobugs and of to avoid spraying because spraying the plant actually changes uh the, the the dna of the plant basically you can see it under a microscope um yeah so interesting uh, i would i would definitely have to talk more uh, to him more about that um to to be able to say it the right way here because i don't well, want to make myself bring them on, stupid, bring them on, bring them on, bring i know them bring them on Follow-up show. Um, follow show. Um, so this is a picture of um, healthy trichomes. I would say this is not probably the best picture I have ever seen of healthy trichomes, but it gives you a, a general idea of those little white sticky balls. Um, look at these sad little. Oh man. Users have become aware that there is something wrong with most of the cannabis available because there are are no crystals as layman's term loosely used for trichomes. This could help explain why vaping concentrated cannabis is on the rise as an alternative. Some growers even mitigate the apparent dudding out of buds and flowers by adding flavor additives. Mm, which was just a question that was asked about. So. Examining crops for symptoms of this plant pathogen can be done by using 60 by jeweler's loop. That's a grower's assume. Trichomes do not appear upright and are missing their robust, cloudy white head figures. Yes. Ah, it reminds me of like the uh, little, I don't know, sea, sea creatures. Anyway. Yeah, um, they do. Like go back up to the healthy picture just so everybody can kind of see the difference again. Because there's a huge difference in what this plant, you know, what the, what the trichomes on, on the healthy plant looks like and what those look like. The, those look sad. The trichomes will stand, they're going to stand up tall. They look like little baby mushrooms. Yeah, um, yeah. they look like little, little, oops. they don't look like little squiggly worms. They do yeah. not look like little yeah. squiggly worms. This is like it was struggling for, struggling for, struggling for something. Something. Um, all right. So Hoplite and Byroid, let me get to this. And then it goes into the references down there. So the last little bit here, Hoplite and Byroid and uh, cannabis may be the culprit for CHS. Uh, the new industry has failed to detect and eradicate this plant disease and is turning a blind eye at the expense of the public's health. This type of plant pathogen is common in the agriculture industry. It is part of the Calaveras virus Car Carla virus family of viruses and detection kits are already available for farmers that grow our food crops with marijuana becoming legal in the majority of U.S. states. Consumers need to be protected from plant diseases that produce abnormal crops. Cannabis should not be sold like gold in a jewelry store, but rather treated like our food and agricultural crops so that they are free of plant diseases to protect the public. Please and thank you. We are ingesting this. OK, it's it's not gold. I'm going to um, uh, flash the references up here just so uh, it is uh, so that we can that this article is uh, you know, written by somebody else. And these are their reference points for that. Um, <clears throat> and it goes into it. There's a good few good ones. Like I would like to, we'll have to read these later. We're going to um, dive into that for sure. For sure. And if I get an opportunity to have the conversation, I will definitely have it. These are like you're the scientific Take notes. You want take the scientific credits. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, detection kits for growers out there. If this concerns you, if you um, have a question, you know, like do your research. We're just uh, reporting what we uh, see. We're not. Um, 
there's at-home kits too that you can get now if you're a home cultivator or a caregiver too. They're not as, um, you know, accurate, I guess, as taking it to a testing facility, but also it will give you an idea um, about what's going on with your plant. So some, it's a good investment. Um, yeah. So what else? Let's see. What was um, the name of the disease again? It was, it was, a. Uh, can you, can you, uh, yes, I, it's, uh, yes, uh, it is called. Hop latent viroid. Hop latent viroid. Oh shoot. This has a flavor pack in it. <laughs> Pop it. Which one? It's a uh, Irish cream. Oh, do you have the code? Did you update the code in the banner? I updated the code. It's uh the code is KPTCCP. Um so I was saying to you, you know, during the summer we had the watermelon flavor and the banana flavor and um got it. I think we even the mango. Um but it's like summer flavors and you said, this is a, what, what is that? Irish cream. Irish cream. I'm like, that's perfect for fall rolling in. Like, yeah. um, I mean, I'm not uh, totally huge on the flavor all the time. I, what, what a uh, sister and I agreed upon was that, or I know you and I agreed upon like the last, last quarter. Yes. That's why you I know, just, or I half inch, you know, pop it because I don't like it the whole way through. I don't like it. Right. I don't need it the whole way through unless you got some shit weed. And if you do clearly don't smoke it because it could potentially cause, I think there needs to be more looked at in that potential. Like, I mean, if we're going to look into the idea of pesticides causing it, we should also look into the idea of plant disease causing it as well. Can non-healthy cannabis cause this to happen? I mean, non-healthy cannabis can cause lots of things to happen. So I would say, you know, Right. And again, he's, he's doing a call out of stop looking at it as just money, money, money and do a, you know, we need to look at it as a medicine plant, medicine, you know, food, plant, medicine. We're, we're ingesting this. Um, we're, yeah, we're ingesting this. Yeah. <laughs> and we're so ingesting standards. This. I mean, we do have standards. I mean, each you know, standards for testing and, um, uh, and understand too, that that means that that means that, if the testing facility is not testing for these plant diseases, then it's passing and it's in, it's in your dispensary. So that means your product's not safe. Doesn't matter if you get it underground or in the regulated market. Yeah. Um, and I'm not disparaging any underground growers. Don't even get mad at me about that. Cause I know y'all the growers that I do spend my time with if it's and engage mad, with are take a look at your products and do better. <laughs> if it's making you mad, take a look at, I've never doing. had a problem out of any of my favorite growers products. So I'm not even talking about y'all. So stop no. being mad right now. No one's mad. No one's you mad. Know, I love you. Hop, uh, a hop, H O P H O P thyroid. Hop like a. I did the. I did the. I did the. Hop, hop. I'm so. I wasn't even. Um. I'm sorry. I was looking at the um, King Palm code. Um. Since we had also been talking about that, I don't know what you put on the King Palm code, but you're high as fuck right now. What did you tell me it was? 
I said it was TCCP, not TPPC. Oh, I didn't type it. That's just because I, <laughs> I didn't read it either. <laughs> oh, my goodness, you guys. Um, throw that code up there so they can snag it before we roll I'm out here. I'm going to. correct <laughs> <laughs> it first. <laughs> I know. Um, you guys, this has been an entertaining and fantastic conversation. We got off on a couple of tangents, but I think we got the point across. Um, make sure you know where you're getting your cannabis from. Make sure um, you know that they're using healthy practices. Um, if something makes you sick, take a sample of it and get it tested. Seriously. Um, because we want to know what's in it and then tell us all about it too also if you I'm are, shame in my game if you're buying it from a regulated uh you know, facility um you know if you haven't thrown your container away or if you know like this is why they have batch numbers this is why um so that they can take a look in there they are you know required to um, list out nutrients and uh things that they're using they are. um and so uh, it, it, my sister gets a reaction to certain types. Uh, she gets super, like super, super duper congested and crazy. Not every single one, you know. And so we, uh, you know, tape. We're like, and it's only from you know. We're like, okay, is it from a certain facility? We started trying to break it down because it's not every single time. So we don't think about it until she's like, wow. Yeah, this is a really important kind of comment that's being made over here um, about there's been molds for forever. And like really the per the cannabis on its own, uh, we got to be careful about how we're breeding this, how we're breeding it or overbreeding it, if you will, because we want to make sure that we maintain the characteristics of a strong plant, which means that it can be resistant to a lot of these diseases, so that you don't have these issues. And some of these issues come up with poor uh, plant management, basically. But some of these issues come up because of the breeding, because of, of the phenomes that you've chosen, because, because of the plant itself, you know. So we want to be careful about that and make sure that we're maintaining all of the healthiest traits. And the healthiest traits in that plant is that that plant protects itself from things like pests and molds and things like that. So um, they're really amazing plants. Really, they they have the ability to do that. Um, but the Which, way that some people overdo it. It brings up a thought for me, you know, when um, we talk about some of the legislation that is um, has been mentioned about capping THC limits and this and that. And it's like, how do you do that? Um, uh, and and uh, again, a waste of product. If you are going to say because it tests over this, you can't use it. It's dumb. But two, um, when we're, when people are when the plant is testing high in something uh, you know, as a flower, not necessarily concentrating because we know that's all. Yeah. Um, 
We're talking about flowers here. You know, I wonder, I, I, it makes me question like what was the plant going through when it developed the way that it yes. did? I like to, you know, what are the growing conditions? Not just, uh, you know, again, it is important what it's being yeah. fed, when it's being fed and um, and the environment itself. We've talked to, uh, you know, to some growers that are like, we, we play music and others are like, no, they're not allowed to play any music. You can play it in your ears as a grower, but you're not allowed to do it around the girls. It's a, yeah, you got to pick the right music. You can't just right. let anybody in there playing music. I used to work with this guy i'm not gonna mention no names or nothing but oh i just want to say um for anybody who used to work with me and and um and <laughs> knows me from then um that i worked every day to make sure that my arms were bigger than that person's arms were i was like i like i had goals every single day i went to work to make sure that i not only did my job but got a little workout in because i want to make sure that i had bigger arms than this dude but there's this dude that I work with and he was so, he was so angry all the time. It was really messing with my mojo. Right. So angry all the time. And then he would play like really angry music. Right. And he would also like wear these shirts that had really angry sayings on it and all of this stuff. And so just my goal was to just come in every day and just be better than that. And I always had my music in my headphones, but I, talk to the plants so mm -hmm. you know yeah um yeah. this guy would play the worst but i would talk to them so i would <laughs> i would talk and tell them that you know we're gonna move over here i tell them what we were doing yeah and all that stuff. i mean i would like like they were i would personalize them i love it i mean i talk to my plants here and i do have to apologize to them sometimes because they don't water them on time and thankfully a lot of them come back <laughs> <laughs> it's important. Um, there's actually, I think, also like a, a study that was done. It's in regard to um, one. I think it's one of Beethoven's symphonies um, that is just at the right um, whatever musical, however they measure. Oh, the the tone. So where I used to work, they had these like these like twirly machines. They scared the shit out of me, dude. I was like, my hair is going to get caught up in one of these. Ooh. I always was so scared about them. But they made this high-pitched noise that you couldn't hear. Like, you know, we couldn't hear it. But the plants reacted to it or something. Right, right, right. So I've heard of this. I mean, we worked in this kind of an environment like that. So it's, I don't know, I, we're, you know, we're talking about the benefits and the great things that, um, you know, you can do for these girls to even make them better than, uh, you know, for every, every turn. Um, Our I farm's pushing the limits to get higher THC. Yeah, no, we don't want to be stressing them out. I don't think yeah. that's the best, uh, you know, thing either when, when, uh, when people push their plants. Yeah to a certain you know i don't know some uh, are some are for some sure are, some I know, reading, um you know uh uh research and development and figuring mm -hmm. out how you know to uh, the genetic make, development i yeah. think there's a lot more going on you know than than uh is talked about uh there are a lot of plant geneticists out there that are um really concentrating on preserving the plant traits and uh and and speaking up for that i think that even um hopefully as uh, federalization and everything moves forward that they do uh 
address it in some way obviously not in every single way i don't <laughs> it's like if they're gonna regulate it then can we please you know, like let's have I a just, say on what it means like don't regulate the shit out of us so we can't do anything yeah you know i don't i don't know i don't I, that's regulating where that draft was a lot of things but it, it was not specific and so we could get screwed regulating thc limits for me is is like it's I like a non-conversation for me i'm like what are you talking about you don't know what i need no no and you don't know what i you know what i'm saying like and also you don't know what my plant needs you don't know anything about this plant but you're telling me like ohio had a rule early on when they um legalized medicinal cannabis um early on that um they they couldn't sell anything over 35%. We're talking plant material. We're not talking concentrates. We're talking plant material. Nothing over 35%. And I'm just like, um, but, and at the time we weren't even there yet. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, so, and then, and then um, New Jersey did that too early on, but theirs was more like um, like high CBD, low THC. So they couldn't have more than 10% THC in the, so yeah, I don't know. Um, another, I think that's another discussion for another day. We could definitely go round and round. Um, yeah, but yeah. If you want to sure. start wrapping up, um, we've had an awesome yeah. uh, show with you guys. Thanks five, so five, five. for tuning Sounds in. Um, we are trying to get to a thousand followers on our TikTok. So at TCCP, um, uh, join us, start sharing us. We are, we, we did a thing and, and loaded two awesome little clips today or whatever you want to call them, TikToks. Um, <laughs> and uh, start checking us out. So once we get to a thousand um, followers, uh, why don't you take over and I'm going to get a little picture up on the screen, Ola. Um, I want to say this, uh, it's not the music, it's the harmonic frequency. Yeah. So there's like a frequency, not necessarily music, but it does cost thousands of dollars. Yeah, those machines. That's what I was trying to yeah. say. It Perfect. does. It does cost thousands of dollars, those machines. And, um, and, uh, yeah, just sing to your plants. <laughs> yeah. There's, again, uh, let them know that they're important to you. Google. There's a specific Beethoven symphony that is, a uh, re is, 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 um, has been researched to uh, benefit plant growth, not just cannabis. It was yeah. done with other plants. Yeah, um, they love it. <clears throat> they love to be a part of our lives. They're living, they're breathing, you know. Can you hear lady? A little bit, but she's not a big bother. Uh, anyway, so once uh, we reach a thousand followers on our TikTok, and uh, you can follow us everywhere. We're on Instagram also. Um, Facebook, obviously some of y'all are watching us from there. Um, and, uh, and Twitch and YouTube, blah, 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 blah. But, uh, we are trying to get a thousand followers on our TikTok, And the reason we're trying to do that is because, um, we want to do a dual live from time to time and, um, we can't do that until our TCCP account goes to a thousand. So that's what we need. Um, this is what we're going to give away when we reach a thousand, it's going to be a live giveaway right in here. So, um, if you guys help push us out, we'll help 
get you um, maybe a beautiful little dinosaur. Um, MJ really wants to name this dinosaur, and we have not uh, come up with a name that we can agree on. So if anybody wants, maybe that's how we'll um, we'll choose the winner. Is you have to name it to claim it, and you go into a drawing, and then you and then maybe win. name it to claim it. Oh, that's a good name for it. That was good. Name it to claim um, it. Through LLC, we are hired for marketing consultations and uh, uh, rescue. <laughs> Woo! Um, that's um, true. Yeah, we are available. Um, so. Name it to claim it. Um, and then maybe we'll do like once we reach a thousand followers, we'll do uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a poll and the best name wins the prize. I don't know what's happening with Patricia over here, but we're not repeating on some of these comments. I don't know. There's two different conversations happening. I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> Patricia, this is our Patricia, our friend from the show. Or oh, I don't is, know. Or if this I, is just a rando, I thought uh, that's why I was I like, thought. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> um, I'm just looking at the comments and I'm laughing and I'm just like, it's, but yeah, also, it's, it's, it's weird. It's going in a different direction. So I, I it's, um, we, yeah. Anywho, uh, at TCCP is the best way to find us on the TikTok. Um, <laughs> and the Cannabis Closet, uh, the Cannabis Closet podcast, uh, Cannabis Closet 420 are ways that you can find us as well. Um, you can email us at cannabiscloset420 at gmail.com. If you have any inquiries or you want to share an article, like you were like listening to the show and then you read one of the articles we shared, but then you went rabbit hole into these other articles and you found some amazing something that we could, you know, I mean, we would love to share it. We would definitely give you credit for giving us the information for sure. And, um, we love to continue the conversation. So um, and then, oh, do I still have that link? Let me put that link back in here. I'm gonna put another link in here. I put one up earlier, but I'll just make another one. Oh yeah. The discord link. Oh yeah. Um, this is the same one. Is that the one? Um, join us in discord. We like to chat, hang out. We do more of this, just shooting the shit and, um, mm -hmm. not necessarily anything in particular at any time, <laughs> given time. So we may be working, we may be working out. We may just be uh, the working out is a thing that we've been trying to do. You don't have to work out with us, but the encouragement sometimes helps. So, you know, it's fun. I mean, it really has helped. I, again, I feel, I, feel good. I feel good. So, um, so yeah, uh, email us cannabis closet, four twenty at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, or love to send us, um, join us in discord in the morning. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We're there every morning or most mornings, um, you know, and trying to get a work meeting. We're, we're multitaskers. So we try to like do a work meeting and do a work out at the same time. It's been kind of working. Mostly. As long as I don't have to type anything is where I go wrong. Yeah. Once I sit down in front of my computer, I stop. Um, doing the other, yeah, stop working out, stop doing the things because the other things, if we're just talking and, uh, you know, bouncing ideas and, and our to-do list, then yeah, it's, it's easier that we do that. We do that, uh, get, get motivated for the day. So, um, feel free to join us and get motivated for your day. Um, <laughs> while we wake and bake too. Um, 
join us with your coffee? I just smoked all. Of, no, I didn't. It's still it's still got a little bit. Let me light this back up so we can. Yep, I've got a freshie. Um, name it to claim it. I, it's so cute. Like if I um, didn't need another glass piece, and I mean, I would. Obviously, will what? I obviously I cannot win it. Um, what is win that? it. What is that disclaimer? <laughs> no, um, family and friends can apply. I am not allowed to. Um, <laughs> yeah, family and friends can apply. Absolutely, anybody that's not. Wilson, follow of... us on the TikTok when we get to a thousand. Name him to claim him. It claim it. Yeah. It's a non-binary, uh, gender unspecific. Like so, you you get to name it to claim it. Um, thanks for tuning in, Margo, and for your interaction. You. Um, Make sure you. be nice to yourselves, you guys. Yes, cultivate uh, love and uh, what you want in life. Bring it to you. Stay lifted. We love you guys. We'll see you on Wednesday. Don't forget, set your alarms. 420 Mount Standard Time. Woo-hoo! 420, always. Love you. Always 420 somewhere. <laughs>